0: Gym bag and workout clothes smelling not so uh, fresh? Well, hey, that's okay because we've all been there. And we have a great natural solution for you Inspire Bath's new gym bag spray with natural odor control in a one ounce travel size that you can just throw in your bag to freshen up your clothes, your sports equipment, or anything else that just gets a little bit funky post workout. Get yours now at inspirebath.com. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Bound Girls podcast. This is FBG Margot on the line today. We have FBG Jen, yo, and we have FBG Kristen. Hey, hey, and Kristen, you and I are the leads in this interview today. It's with Neely Fisher of the Flexible Chef. Why don't you give everybody a little intro?
1: Sure. Yeah, we. Um, this was a great. I mean, all of our interviews are great, obviously, but but she was great because she lives such an interesting life. She splits her time between, is it Montana, Hong Kong, and Israel? Mm-hmm. And she was in Israel when we when we talked to her. So I think, if I recall, I believe it was like maybe around happy hour, sunset for her and morning for us. So it was just kind of, I don't know, that adds a little something fun to it. And, you know, despite the fact that that, that sounds very like globetrotting and aspirational, she really came across as... You know, just like a a real normal person who faces a lot of the same struggles that that we do, and and works on finding reasonable solutions to them. Um, and I think she, I remember her calling herself a recovering perfectionist because you know, yeah, she wants everything to be done perfectly, but she also wants things to get done. So I thought that was that was really that was powerful. That was a good message.
0: I, I like the part also where she was talking about fixing kitchen flops, you know, Yes, like, <laughs> and we've all done them. We've all done the thing where you've added the baking soda when it should have been the powder or whatever. And, but she talks about like what she's done recently and how she's like overcome some of her kitchen flops. And she, yeah. and she also likes to talk about healthified indulgences. So she doesn't think you should deprive yourself, but just do like a healthiest version of a thing. And I wanted to know, do you guys have any kind of favorite, healthy indulgences
2: I indulge all the time <laughs> <You do>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all day every day no um
2: yeah i mean i think this is kind of like the man like the the shift when i got more into intuitive eating and like not just not dieting but like like really not dieting, like really kind of releasing all the guilt around. This is the, or seeing foods is so like, this is healthy and therefore it's good. And this is not healthy. Therefore it's not good. Like kind of removing all that because there's so much language there. And actually I might as well just, Talk about tell it like it is for a second because it plays really well into that. Kristen and I have been doing a series on Facebook Live and it's also on Instagram TV that's been these little like short minute videos and we go over all kinds of stuff like this. Um, but it's tell it like it is. But lately, when it comes to indulgence indulgences indulgences, why is that so hard for me to say today? <laughs> <sighs> but potato chips. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So we're filming or we're filming, we're (laughs) we're recording. Thank God we're not filming. I'm a little (laughs) bit of a a mess today. Um, No, we are, (laughs) we're recording when I am, I'm in the second trimester of pregnancy and the first trimester I ate like a, like such a weird person, like so different than how I would normally. Cause I pretty much had like, this is, I like these dinners and I eat this way and I feel good when I eat this way. And that's why I eat all that. But that was completely thrown out the window. So like, bags I was consuming like a bag of lees not just like plus size but like party size like the size of a bag of chips that they create for the Super Bowl like huge ones that's what I was eating like a full one of those a week wow bad about it at all because it was like the only food that sounded good and I could keep down and I was really hungry so
1: yeah I think
2: If I recall correctly,
1: that's part of what we talked about in this is that like, it's not necessarily about, you know, when she's talking about like the healthified indulgences, it's not because like everything you, you eat should be like super nutritious and you should never have the other things, but it's more about that. She has realized that, um, some of the, um, some of the like treats that she really liked didn't leave her feeling great. So Mm -hmm. she tried to find ways to like maybe incorporate some new nutrition or, You know, change it up a little bit so that she could eat it, enjoy the hell out of it, and still feel the way she liked feeling. You know, after where she didn't, you know, it didn't make her feel tired. It didn't make her feel, you know, it didn't. It didn't come with a crash. So, which I like because, yeah,
2: if you know, if well, that's part of listening to your body. You know, exactly. Yeah, like this food really doesn't make like that's a part of like intuitive eating and you know, not living a diet lifestyle that I think people like get confused about sometimes. But that really is a part of it. You know, this food does not make me feel good. Therefore I don't want to eat it anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. So Jen, do you want to talk about stickers? I love stickers. Yeah. So stickers. We have stickers. We have Fitbottom Girl stickers. They're really cute. They're a logo. They're this um really like nice. I think they're like a three by three, three by three circle. They're great on a water bottle, they're great on a laptop, they're great on a car, they're great on a recycling bin, they're great anywhere you would like to place them, and we have them. So if you want one, just send us an email at podcast at FitBottomGirls, and we're going to hook you up with one. We will mail you one, and then we would love it if, when you get it, wherever you stick it, (laughs) that's funny, (laughs) wherever you stick it, we want a photo, you know what I mean, Um, wherever you decide to place your sticker and show it off, take a picture, and tag us on Instagram, and we'll find a way to share that as well.
1: Yeah. As long as you keep it clean, guys.
2: Yeah, especially since I'm talking about sticking it. Yeah,
1: you can't just stick it anywhere and expect us to share that. I
0: mean. That's true. This is not Snapchat, okay? (laughs) <laughs> and all of our social media is at Fitbottom girls and if you leave a, a review in apple podcasts and it's a five-star review we will read it on the air but wherever you get your podcast please be sure to subscribe that way you'll never miss an episode and once again our email is podcast at fitbottomgirls.com and i say let's get into our interview with neely fisher Remember, this show is sponsored by our fave all-natural deodorant line, Inspire Bath. In fact, for every bottle you purchase, they donate one to help build and empower women and girls at shelters and interim homes. Get yours and help give back at InspireBath.com. Neely Fisher inspires people to eat well, move more, and ultimately to crave a well-rounded lifestyle. Her journey in the health and wellness industry began more than two decades ago when she first learned to cook in her mother's kitchen. Since then, life has been the laboratory where she continues to conduct her experiments. Throughout the years, Neely has designed and led immersive cooking events, sold out luxury yoga retreats, and women's wellness empowerment programs with renowned health professionals. In 2015, Neely founded The Flexible Chef a global lifestyle brand that offers creative solutions to become more confident, savvy, and chef-like in your kitchen and your life. Neely splits time between her homes in Montana, Hong Kong, and Israel, and she invites her followers into her life daily as she tells her best-kept secrets. Welcome to the show, Neely. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being on the show today. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have FBG Kristen. Hello. And I'm going to ask you the first question. So, Neely, you are a big proponent of ditching perfection in the kitchen. Can you give our audience some of your best tips to do just that? Absolutely. Let's just jump right in then. Please.
3: Um, So, gosh, I call myself a recovering perfectionist because for so long, everything had to be homemade, you know, perfectly Whatever the latest diet trend was that I was following, it had to adhere to that rule. And, you know, after many years on the, you know, the yo yo train trying to get it all right, I realized that, you know, aspiring for excellence and giving yourself some shortcuts along the way can help both, you know, promote your sanity and help you live the life that you're actually trying to achieve. So, yeah, I mean, so many shortcuts in the kitchen. Um, to end up at
1: the same result, basically. Awesome. Um, One of the other tips that I've heard from you is you talk about fixing your flops, like taking bread that maybe got a little extra crispy and using that for breadcrumbs instead of just tossing it or feeding it to the dog. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Which, by the way, um, I was just looking through your Instagram and looking at your dog, and that is a (laughs) real cute pup. She um, is. she's
3: getting quite large and she likes to steal if we leave any leftovers around they will sure be gone if we turn around. yeah
1: I hear that so I, I wondered like the the bread thing definitely spoke to me because
3: I have done that what are some other flops that you've fixed in the past oh my gosh like who hasn't you know burnt <laughs> the edges of the brownies or underbaked the inside of the bread Literally just yesterday, I made a cornbread in a pan that was slightly too large and you follow the directions for however long it takes to bake a certain pan, right? But if you put it in a different pan, sometimes it takes a little longer to bake the inside. So I ended up with the raw middle. And by the way, if that ever happens, you could put it back in the oven, which sounds like stupidly obvious, but actually it's fine. You can put it back (laughs) in. Um, but actually what I did yesterday is I just sliced it up and it kind of sunk in the middle, but it didn't matter. And I just placed the slices of the cornbread on the, on the, you know, baking dish or whatever, popped it back in the oven. I had crispy, you know, cornbread toast, but so many things. I mean, underbreaked or overbaked banana bread. I actually have my absolute favorite banana bread in my cookbook that's coming out and underbaked or overbaked. You could chop it up into a trifle with some, you know, some yogurt and berries or something. I mean, baking flops are just the hardest thing, right? That they're just the easiest thing to recast in those ways. Um, chop up some brownies that are either underbaked or overbaked and I throw them into like a chunky monkey ice cream for dessert. Oh my god, so many, so many things. Same thing with, you know, anything from chicken to salmon, right? Underbaking or overbaking it, you can totally just slice it up and then re-recook it and add some sauce and nobody'll know the difference.
0: You are the mother of four kids. So how on earth do you manage to eat healthy with such a busy family schedule? Because I'm just gonna guess. You are busy from sunup to sundown. Oh, my God. Ridiculous.
3: (laughs) But you know what? But, like, who isn't, actually? I'd love to take credit for the fact that I'm this, like, superwoman. But come on. So are you. And all of us are so stretched with whether it's our jobs or all of our other responsibilities. And so I feel like, yeah, I mean, sure, adding the mom job on top of it all is a little nice little badge. But actually, everyone is just so stretch to their limits and I think for me it's about really having a reason why it matters so much like you know it's really if you don't if you don't have a reason why it's important for you to eat healthy or to stay fit or to look good and feel good then it's so much easier to dive into the into the cookie jar when you know when the stress hits or to polish off the rest of the bottle of wine if you're feeling unhappy and you know, I think you really have to have an inner motivation as to like why it matters to be healthy, fit, and awesome. You know, for me, I'm my best self when I feel good. And that's what motivates me to get wake up in the morning and have, you know, eggs and eggs and spinach instead of a donut, which I used to have in my previous years. Oh, we just had a donut place open right here,
1: like in our neighborhood over the weekend. And donuts are not really my go to but we went and uh, like rode our bikes over and had a donut and I'm like, Oh, that's really good. Never in my life. I don't think if I craved a donut, but then mm. I woke up the next day and I'm like, Oh, I wish I had a donut. And I was like, Oh, that's why I don't do this is because I get it. like It's really easy to fall into that habit because it was really easy and yeah, it was pretty delicious, but mm. so is the smoothie that I make every day, you know? Right. That's great. So you also have have talked about the importance of being willing to ask for help, and I think a lot of us shy away from that, not necessarily out of pride, but because honestly, like sometimes it just feels like it's going to be more work to tell you know our partner or our kids what it is that we need them to do than it would be for us to just do it ourselves and get it over with. So I wonder, with with your family, is that something that you that you battle with, or does everybody know what to do, or how do you handle that?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it really goes back to the idea of that we just spoke about regarding ditching perfectionism, because the the feeling of I'll just do it myself because I could do it better. I mean, this can apply to anything from running your own business. Right. to so like, how do I delegate well to teaching your kids healthy values or whatever it is uh, to getting some help, getting dinner on the table? It's about being OK for it not to be exactly the way you want it to be like you know getting ditching the the control freak in you like i know how to do it better um and and knowing that a by delegating you'll actually long term be saving yourself time and making your life easier right somebody else sets the table maybe the fork is in the wrong place but then you could actually use that as a teaching example which i find very inspirational to you know be in a position where I could actually I mean with regards to my kids, I can use the I don't know, the setting the table as an example, to show them the right way to set the table and you teach it to them once or twice, and then, wow, you've got yourself a professional table setter, right? So you can congratulate yourself on on being teacher in
0: those in those moments. You divide your time between I, I can't believe this sounds incredible to me, but between Montana, Hong Kong, and Israel. So can you give us an idea what are your favorite foods and ingredients uh, based to in those regions?
3: So I this is this might not be the answer you are looking for because it's not like sexy and exciting but I I feel like the food that I consume is not at all related to the place that I'm in, nor are any of the choices that I make dependent on or influenced by necessarily the place I'm in. Um, And I think it's really a nice thing to consider having a certain whatever it is routine or habitual thing that you do that no matter where you are, because I mean, travel and being on different continents and stuff is could be enormously stressful. And so by taking the stress away and being like, okay, this is, I mean, example, like this is what I eat every morning for breakfast. Like, Every continent has eggs, hopefully organic. But if they don't, like, I'll survive, right? They all sell vegetables in the morning, and so I have eggs and vegetables for breakfast wherever I am. And then it it kind of eliminates the stress factor of like, oh my god, what am I going to have? You know, same thing going out for dinner. It's like, um, you know, tonight, uh, you know, for dinner I'm going to have whatever protein and vegetables, and you can kind of get that anywhere. And it and it really helps with kind of maintaining a normal routine despite the chaos. So. Well, but I did see that
1: you were on the hunt for the best halloumi. And so I'm curious, <laughs> have you found it yet? Because
3: I read that and my mouth started watering. Do you want to hear something so crazy? So the yes. thing about halloumi is that it. The, I'm so not like a chef connoisseur halloumi person. So if anyone's out there listening who knows more about halloumi than me, I'm really sorry. But my experience with halloumi is that you can pan fry it, you know, with some spray or whatever in a pan. And it holds its form, right? Yeah. So it, it it's kind of like tofu, I guess, but way better. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I just bought this halloumi that melted. And I was like, oh, really? this is very wrong. Yes, it like melted. Actually, speaking about fixing your flock, the whole thing melted into like a pan of cheese. And I actually ended up like chopping it up and just sprinkling on top of the salad anyway. I was like, I'm not going to let this melted situation bring me down. But right? um yeah, I mean local, like beautiful, fresh is always the best. Um clearly mine was so fresh that it melted, but um <laughs> I can't say I have a favorite brand. I just love that cheese.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um, okay, so I also need to ask, this has nothing to do with food or cooking, but I'm just like Margot I'm really interested in the um in how you're based in just such varied parts of the world like, does one area feel more like home? And I feel like our, our listeners would really love to hear a little bit about the logistics and, you know, maybe some of the surprising aspects of splitting your time amongst all these different
3: places. Yeah. Thanks for asking. And and in all like raw honesty, I'm for the first time going through a little bit of a hard time with um, the logistics and, and actually in a good way, because I think change and growth can only happen when you're challenged. So if, you know, if my answer was like, Oh, it's such a breeze, you know, this is how it's done, you know, a little whip of a this and a splash of that and life gets set up. But actually, you no, know it's, it's, um, it's often a challenge. And I think the question of home without getting like too deep and weepy here, the question of where is home is really important. And, you know, especially when you're raising kids. Like well, where am I and where's the base? And I think it's an it's, it's it's not an easy thing. My the way that I deal with it logistically is, and I always say that my brand is called the flexible chef, and it's all about flexibility. But I always say that the surprising backbone of flexibility is actually the complete opposite. It's actually massive organization. So I've got lists like crazy. I have resources in every place I go. By the way also in new places I go, I'll like, you know, even for travel, like you find out what the local resources are. But I have like I pre order all my groceries, for example, in advance. So it's at my doorstep when I arrive. And I kind of like get the place set up. So when I get there, I'm not in complete chaos, basically. Like, oh my God, I don't have you know, whatever. I have different sets of everything in all my houses and all my, you know, little favorite things. So it's there when I'm there. I think it's also about Packing really well. The little the little carry on has got like almost everything I need for days. We were once actually stranded and on a crazy trip to Australia, and I, I wrote a big blog post about how to be prepared um, for travel. So we've always got like the underwear, the speakers. The I give you a list of all my things that I always yes. keep on hand. So that like you know you, you're you're fine for a couple of days, but I'm learning. I'm going through a bit of a struggle right now with it, and I'm learning that. Home is really uh, uh, not a physical place and home is the state that you're in and the you that you bring to your environment and then the home that you create in that.
0: Well, let's get into that a little bit because you had a post recently explaining that you've been feeling a little bit more stressed and down in the dumps in the past year and, but you also talked about like, you're using this time for self-reflection and, you know, you offer some tips and advice for people on how to bounce back when you're feeling blue. So can you give us mm-hmm. a little bit more of your best advice for that, for dealing with those kinds of feelings?
3: Yeah. So let's just, let's just turn on the psychologist. Right. We? Um, but love it. look, I mean, we, we, so many of us, uh, I should say most of everyone listening is probably going through something right now. And, um, I think it's a combination of keeping the big perspective. I mean, I'm, I'm actually standing on my balcony watching sunset right now. And for me, the, you know, nature and and watching the sun rise and fall reminds me that I'm this little part of this bigger picture and every day is a new beginning and remembering what my big goals are despite the daily challenges. Um, so I think it's, it's remembering your big thing and, and not getting lost in the little hard stuff. Um, but it's also about celebrating every little moment, right? When things are really hard, it sounds so cheesy to say like, you know, what are you grateful for today? Count your blessings. But actually, if you could really wake up every day and remind yourself that there there are things today that are going to be great, and I'm going to celebrate those things fully, despite, you know, there could be a day where you've got tears and laughter in the same situation, right? I was on the beach the other day, watching my son surfing and going through some other stuff at the same time. But in that moment, when I was watching him ride the wave, it was it was the most blissful moment of my day. So, um, you know, life is fleeting. And, uh, and we've got to just remember to be here despite the challenge and celebrate the little moments. I love that.
1: And thank you for you know i know that this is kind of us asking you to open up a whole lot even though we met you know 10 minutes ago
3: <laughs> um
1: so thank you for being like yeah. frank and honest cuz i think that these discussions are really important like it's it is helpful to know that people you know who who are living a really amazing life still find still have these struggles and are still working their way through mm-hmm. so
3: thank you for that um absolutely and i i should add also and i mentioned it earlier but I really do think that the only way we grow is through the through the the obstacle. And you know, when things are great, it's fun, it's it's fantastic, but it's not really how we grow. I mean, if we think about all those little moments um that were challenging and and the ability to overcome that and get greater is is the coolest thing. Yeah. So, now kind of
1: taking it back into the kitchen a little. You know, I you've been really clear that like you're not aiming for perfection in in any of this, but you are trying to incorporate a lot of like good, clean, healthy foods, and then you also talk about what um, what you call healthified indulgences. So I wondered if if you could share what some of those are and what it is that you do to make them just a little bit healthier than maybe the way we think of them typically.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of us crave different things. So I could tell you what my favorite things are, but really good to think about what your favorite things are and how you can kind of use my examples to help you change your, you know, your environment. I do talk a lot about indulging because I've been through all the extremes of deprivation. And honestly, it's really no fun. And it's really not a way to sustainably live, in my opinion. So I do indulge in things like dessert and muffins. I I joke that when I was younger, I ate a lot of muffins and I had a muffin top to prove it. But, you know, I do love a muffin and I have an almond flour version that I make at home that has almost no carbs and I don't get bloated, and you know, feel icky from a big glutenful bite the next day. Um, I don't have muffins every day. I maybe have a, maybe I'll have a little muffin on the weekend or something with my kids on a Saturday breakfast or something, but I'll jazz it up with hemp seeds and you know, other, other superfoods to kind of boost its nutritional value at the same time. Um, but then there are times when it's like, you know, I'm having a, a, a slice of, I don't know, a flourless chocolate cake. I'm a big chocolate person. So, but you know, I don't have like three chocolate bars. I'll have a, a slice of cake or, you know, or a little big, maybe a little big square of dark chocolate, right? And, you know, a glass of rosé or some sort of fun end to the day, um, particularly when it's about celebrating with friends and being with loved ones and stuff. Oh gosh, so many things. I mean I make a I make a grain free pancake for example, lots of different flavors. I have this recipe in the cookbook too, but like blueberry versions and uh, you know pumpkin spice versions and all sorts of things. So we're we're never deprived.
1: Yeah so and I have to ask you because you mentioned the rose. But, um, you know, (laughs) I feel like I'm just like parroting all of your tips here, but Mm -hmm. you, you say like loosen up sometimes and have a glass of wine, Mm -hmm. which I am all for. And you have some really fun, um, recipes on your site. So Mm -hmm. what's your favorite happy hour treat right now? I ask you as you're sitting on your balcony (laughs) watching the sunset.
3: Yeah. I would like to say that I have this in hand, but I don't, unfortunately. Um, no, I just, you know, I just, um, posted a recipe on the blog for a mojito but instead of using soda water this is like my favorite new thing i use a sparkling wine or a champagne if you're mm. feeling crazy and um it's way better than diluting it with sparkling water and then you only have to have one instead of two that sounds yeah, that's, delicious that's my favorite so good and then i make a um uh gosh i make a passion fruit sparkler with some fresh passion fruit with a top of a secret ingredient that it, that you could get in my book, plus some Ooh. prosecco and um, wow, like slushy businesses in the blender with lychee and all sorts of things. Yum. Yeah.
0: Okay, two things. Uh, tell us the name of your book. It's
3: called Food You Want for the Life You Crave.
0: Excellent. And then a follow up to that for I guess with all these indulgences, I mean, do you work out? What what is your what's your fitness life like?
3: Yeah. So um, especially when you talk about food, you got to balance it out with right? Um, So I've been uh, in the fitness world for practically my whole life. I was a spin instructor in New York City, little known fact that people don't usually know. And I've been a yoga teacher for the last 15 years. So I, I incorporate both kind of mindfulness training, yoga specifically, and cardio. I run a lot, which has been my latest challenge in my 40s. super hard for me, but I do it anyway because it makes me feel accomplished and amazing despite the challenge. Um, so I'm, I have a, a very regular workout regime that I do pretty much every day. And on the road, I have all my little, I, I pack a travel yoga mat wherever I go. And I've got Tracy Anderson, uh, ankle weights where I do my little bar glute workouts and stuff on the go. So, um, every morning. Yeah. Excellent.
1: So, all right. So we talked a little bit about,
3: about the book. Um, what else should people know about it? Okay, it's coming out on April 30th. It's actually, as of like the second, available for pre-order where all books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, online, et cetera. Um, And it's really, it's been my life's project. It's all about how to flexibly adapt any recipe to fit your life. The food is all the kind of food you want, as the title suggests, for the life that you want to live, which is delicious, amazing without compromising on flavor, but yet the food that doesn't make you feel heavy, bloated, fat, and horrible. And so, you know, it's everything from party foods to salads and appetizers and mains and desserts and drinks and everything in between. And every recipe is customizable and interchangeable, and I give tips for substituting ingredients on any continent. And so there's options for everybody.
0: So what's up next for you, besides the book? You know...
3: It's, it's funny. Someone just recently asked me that and Ariana Huffington famously quotes that you can do it all, but not all at once. And, um, that's been a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way trying to juggle everything. And honestly, this year is all about the book. I'm actually secretly writing another one, but yes, it's all about the book. And, um, for now, that's, that's what's going on. And can you tell our audience where they can find you on social media? Yes, I'm on Instagram at the flexible chef and on
0: Facebook
3: Flexible Chef. And my website is theflexiblechef.com.
0: I like the consistency. Yes, we love that. It makes it so much easier to remember. Kristen, <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you have any more questions for her, Kristen? I mean, like a
1: thousand, right. but I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to hold off because I mean if Neely has another secret second book coming, then I have a feeling maybe we'll have her back on the show at some point in the
3: mm-hmm.
0: not too terribly distant future. I love that idea. <laughs> okay, so Neely, are you ready for the last question? Yes. We ask this of everybody that appears in the show. So Neely, what was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? Oh my god. Right?
3: Holy cow. Oh my god. This is terrible. Um, I think I, know, I might've, I terrible, you know what? I was on my Stairmaster and it must've been one of these like Ellie Golding songs, like still Fallen for you or something at the end of my workout. That's oh, great. God, so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's no, we have gotten every answer you can imagine. There's, there's nothing <laughs> embarrassing anymore. Yeah. And also, I'm pretty sure that's on my playlist. So I'm just going (laughs) to go ahead and say that's, it's a good answer. All
0: right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was really fun talking to you. I wish I could be there on that balcony, seeing what you're seeing. Oh, well, we'll have to meet in person and sip some rosé together. Absolutely.